What's happening, people? This your boy, Fish Montana, a.k.a. El Pesco, and welcome to this episode, man. Make sure you subscribe to iTunes, type in This Ain't No Podcast, and make sure you follow us on SoundCloud. Also, This Ain't No Podcast, and if you have any questions, you have any topics you want us to discuss for next episode, hit us up on Gmail at thisaintnopodcast at gmail.com or Twitter at notapodcast, N-O-T-T-A podcast. A lot, but hey, we try to make it. Come on, baby. Don't you forget, this ain't no podcast. That's why I play the game. But to be the best, you have to win. And that's what drives me. He's the best player in the game. It's just that simple. There's nothing that Kobe Bryant can't do. He will defend your best player. He will shoot from the perimeter. He will get all in your muck. He will do whatever it takes. He is the most complete basketball player in the game today, bar none. He has an assassin's mentality. I said this week, I said this when the trade went down, and I'll repeat it again. Who's starving more for an NBA World Championship more than Kobe Bryant? There is no one. This guy is highly motivated separates Kobe from the pack, from the pack. more than Kobe Bryant, there is no one, okay. Kobe doing work, two four on my shirt, he the greatest on the court, and I'm the greatest on the verse, going for the fourth ring like it was his first, gotta get the gleam, do it for Kareem, two four so nice, my flow so mean, catch me at the game, sitting next to Goldstein, Kobe Bryant Nikes, purple gold strings, Kobe For words. I mean, he's amazing. Pass me the damn ball. I don't need a pick at all. And don't worry about my shot, cause I'ma get that all. Yeah, I dropped 40 on your double team. Then I dropped 81 on another team. Yeah, you better guard me with caution. And watch I work them like an auction. <laughs> no such thing as exhaustion. No time for resting, cause I don't take breaks. I just break records. <laughs> and I prefer the ball with three seconds. And I bet we go in. Take a day off, catch you at the top, put the key and get a J off. Baseline, FaceTime, tongue out like two, three. Even two, three, gotta love how I do me. Practice while you sleep, practice in my sleep. Straight out of high school, the brackets ain't for me. I will be jumping over you like I got a mattress at my feet. And all Phil Jackson things, you better be passing it to me. I put the master in the piece, attack it like a beast. And I am starving for victory, and that means I'ma eat. And when they ask you who's the best, then the answer. Who's the best player in the NBA? Oh, it's still Kobe Bryant. Really? Why? Because you never know when you're going to get it. Call me Mr. Clutch or Mr. Automatic. I can post them up. All of them are going to get the alley. I'm going for the ring. I'm going for the ring. I went to Beijing and came back with the bling.
Respects, but before we do that, we're gonna do our intro. This is our hundredth episode, by the way. You know what I mean? Gotta get a little clap. Come on, let's get a little clap. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? 100th episode, and uh, for the hundredth time, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Who I got to my right, Uncle Buck. You ready? It's the hundredth time, hit it. yo. Yeah, hit it. B B B Big Buck brand, Big Buck Industries. We in the building, we here, yo, and you still the sponsor. <laughs> After all these episodes, we ain't getting no money. Uncle Buck's handling that, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and it's your boy, Fish Montana, a.k.a. El Pesco. A uh, hundred times, can I plug some shit? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Uh, Twitter, not a podcast. N-O-T-T-A, podcast, okay? Um, you wanna, got a bag for us, you know what I'm saying? You just come through, you feel me? Uncle Buck will pull up. Ferragamos and everything, yo. <laughs> you gonna show off. You know what I'm saying? Hit us up on Gmail. This ain't no podcast at gmail.com. You wanna check out our artwork and when we drop the episodes, hit us up. See, uh, follow us on IG. This ain't no podcast. Put the at in front of that. Uncle Buck. Yes. We got a guest, man. Yes, I see. You know we don't usually do guests. Yeah, I mean, it's nice to have some company. Yeah, yo, people actually fuck with us. I yeah, so. You know what I'm saying? I ain't think, think people fuck with the podcast like that. Does this you know mean saying? that we're making an impact? I think so. Okay. It feel like it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's a good feeling. Yeah, you know, we're we're hot, used to this. We're a hot commodity. You know what I'm saying? We hot in these streets, yo. But who I got to my left, man? Who's joining us today, man? Uh, this is Kendall Hilton, uh, one of the founders of Fan Eye Sports. Been running for, what, since 2012? Been talked to pretty much all of all your favorite athletes. You know, name them. We probably didn't talk to them, covered them before y'all even knew who they was yet. So Barry Sanders. Oh, not bad. Okay, okay, young guys. It's young my guys. You said favorites. It's one of my favorites. All right, guy. Dion, we got Dion on the under our belt. Okay. Dion Sanders, yeah, get yeah. the fuck out of here, Real yo. Shit. We got Dion, Ben Simmons, D'Angelo Russell, uh, Herm Edwards, Steve Mariucci. Like the list Bro. is long. You could have just yeah. stopped that. <laughs> you could have stopped that Dion. You had prime on your shit. Yeah, I was about to bust that right now. So <laughs> I need your shit. All right, don't go. Settle down. Don't go. Hold on. Hold on. Right. <laughs> settle down, please. You know what I'm saying? Don't scare the guests away. But no, nah, man. Yeah, we uh, we got we got uh, underground history that you know a lot of people don't know about yet. So yeah, just wanted to come on here and just talk our shit. Yeah. Yeah, and we we're, we're happy to have you. you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. We're happy to have you. you know what I'm saying, uh, we gotta we gotta support each other. You know what Definitely. I mean? Gotta support. You feel me? I like you doing your thing. You know what I'm saying? You interviewing these athletes. You out there doing your own thing and making something happen. Getting your name out there, and we try and get our name out there. You feel what I'm saying? We gotta work together. That's a process. Yeah, we all gotta work together. Man. I, I fuck with that. And you had prom. <laughs> you interviewed Dion Sanders. Yeah, yo. Dion, cool man. He was real down to earth. Like, he seemed like an uncle. 
You know what I'm saying? He, I feel he, like I haven't met him, but I feel like if you met him, was he like that? Did he give you like he, an uncle vibe? Yeah, like so. It was uh, it was at the Under Armour All American game. He was um, he was one of the coaches, and mm-hmm. it was it was like that. It was like you know he was just out there messing around with everybody. It was nice to see him in his element though. Yeah, because he he really cared about you know teaching the young guys mm-hmm. the game, and it was nice to see him like that. It wasn't like a show. It was like he really was out there coaching. So yeah, like he really cared. Like yeah, really yeah, he definitely he definitely cared. Definitely cared. Yeah, that was that was a. That was a fun time. I fuck with that, yo. I fuck with that. I yeah. fuck with the. I fuck with when the when the icons. You know what I'm saying? It's right. like down to earth. You, right. you know what I'm saying? You can talk to them. And like a lot of people now, they always try to say, "Oh, don't meet your idols." Nah, man. I didn't. I met AI too. I didn't interview AI. Yeah. <laughs> oh, here we go. I met AI too, though. <laughs> here we go. This nigga said he met. AI, yeah, I yo. met AI I in, heard. A high, in a high school gym at a celebrity game. It was um. Didn't get the interview on though. Him, How tall is he? For real. Than me. Yeah, okay. Honestly, that's why. That's why like, I thought. Okay. Honestly, he's probably about five eleven, buck sixty, buck seventy. That's what makes him a fucking goat. Oh, yo. it, after meeting him, I like look. I'm like he's like high on my list now because I'm looking at him like, damn, you was busting ass in the league and yeah. I'm bigger than you. I could take you right now. Yeah. Yo, you feel me? He didn't want to do no interviews, but he was cool. So yeah. He was he was real down to earth too. He seen Ola because I I interviewed Ola Depot and and um Dean, not D'Angelo Russell um Quinn Cook mm. and they already you know we had a little rapport so they came up to me dat yeah. me up and AI was just looking at me like who is this yeah so after that he came talked to me he was cool though. Hey yo, I'm, I'm, about, to end, I'm about to end this podcast right now, yo. This man interviewed Dion Sanders in. Yeah, hey, uh, the other names are cool. I don't know. That's, <laughs> that's how I, you know. Shout out to you. But damn, yo, the answer in yeah. prime time, yo. Yeah. Is anybody you was like those two? Those two was our starstruck. What about mm-hmm. like anybody you was like um, you thought it would go away, but it didn't. What you mean? It was like all right, say like all right. Let's just say you go up to a uh, hypothetically, of course. Mm-hmm. You said he was cool. You go up to an AI. You know what's going on, Kendall? You know what I'm saying with that? And he was like. Tch. You know what I mean? Not like that to that extreme, but would anybody just kind of feel like a little standoffish? Uh, who was we talking about the other day? That's real standoff. We talking about somebody. It's not many though. Yeah. So yeah, so yeah, Josh Shelby. Josh Shelby could be a little standoffish. Josh Shelby. Yeah. What the fuck has Josh Shelby been up to? Where's he at? He be hooping. He overseas. He was overseas. I'm not sure where he at right now, but he was overseas. He could be. Was he in Australia or something like that? Nah, China? Was he in I forgot where he was Australia, at. China. It seems like those are the two major places that they but go. Yeah, he, he was overseas. He he could be a little standoff. Okay. Um other than that though, nah, not really. Like everybody that I met, they was they was cool. That's good to hear. Yeah. And I I think it's it's because, you know, the way we approach them, we don't approach them like the typical journalists. Dying for a story, we approach them like they regular dudes. I'll ever before I do any interview, I always ask them like, if you don't feel like it, you don't have to. Mm-hmm. And I that opened them up a little bit. So for the most part, yeah, they be cool, man. They I haven't met anybody that I really was like, nah, I don't like him. Like, and I'd have met some guys. Shit, <laughs> 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 you met prime time. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. That's all you gotta say. Man, I don't gotta interview you, nigga. Interview prime. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, what's wrong with you? You feel me? 
But um, yeah, yeah, that's I, I fuck with that, yo. That's what it is. Oh, I gotta ask you. You did work with you work with the with the Brunson League, correct? Yep, yep. Mm. I'm gonna tell y'all now, yo. I love the Brunson League. I'm yo. a major part of the Brunson League. I love League. the Brunson League. <laughs> I feel like the Brunson League could be up there with like. Uh, what's the joint out in LA, yo? Drew League. The Drew League. It's better than the Drew League. I feel like it gets, mm, but I feel like the Drew League. League gets more notoriety, though. You the feel G- me? The Drew League get more notoriety because it's in LA. Yeah. And, and there's money in it. They Nike puts a lot of money in the Drew League. Don't get me wrong. Like, it's it's definitely the standard for they a reason. got big names that show up. Right. James Harden and, you know, right. Young and but those type of dudes. when you talk about the atmosphere and the vibe, Ain't nothing like it Brunson, doesn't yeah. compare to the Brunson at all. And you, you've been to the Drew League. Yeah, I've been to the Drew so, League. A yeah, few you times. can compare. You can right. compare the two. So you're saying Brunson League, the energy different. It's just different. You know, I, I tell people all the time a lot of guys can't come play in the Brunson. Like, no. a lot. And until they come play in it, I will tell you, I, if you run them down, I'm like, I don't think you can make it in there. Just because it's 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 the only place that I've been, Dykeman to, Dykeman like this too, where. The crowd is a part of the game, mm-hmm. just as much as the players and everything else. Like they're gonna get in your ass. Like Man. they don't care who you are. You can be Mike. If Michael Jordan came out there, if he's stinking up the joint, they gonna let Michael Jordan know, yo, you bum, you get your ass out of here, all that. Like mm-hmm. that's what the Brunson is. And to me, I think it's the best. I think it's the best um, pro am in the country, and and nobody know it yet. You know what I think it is? I think it is. What it, I think it's um like the Drew League, Dykeman, all they have names to, yeah. to attach to right. the league. You feel me? And James Harden cities. pull up, and they got cities. They People got, don't want to come to Baltimore. Nah, they don't. You know, you can go to LA mm-hmm. for multiple reasons. You know, oh, I got a meeting in LA. While I'm out there, I can play in the Drew League. I got a meeting in New York. While I'm out there, I can go hit up Dykeman. Mm-hmm. What do you want to come to Baltimore for, other than to play at the Brunson? So you know, I feel like that should be it then. I mean, but I mean, some guys, it's not that type of, it's right. not that type of era no more. Right. It's not that type of era hoopers no more where they just Don't pull up hoop. and yeah. play. Like, still guys out there that's like that, but for the most part, it's, it's really right. not. Like, they they need a, a reason to come right. play. They going to L.A. to hoop and get their dick right. 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 <laughs> like, I seen Rudy, like, I... <laughs> I never forget uh, two summers ago. Rudy Gay. Rudy was come on, man. Don't, look, look, look. Rudy Don't be was... dropping names like that. You'll say Rudy, <laughs> like, like Rudy, familiar, Rudy. right? <laughs> you the only that... nigga that know Rudy Gay like that, yo. Call that man, Mister Gay. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? No, Shit, but, like, he, my he, nigga, my nigga, my nigga, RG. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> he he gone Ruru. <laughs> he call that nigga just Gay. To, he just came to play with the Spurs. He just signed with the Spurs, and he came out and played with the Rosen. And I'm looking at him the whole time, like. You ain't played home yet. Why are you here? Like so, it be situations like that where you see guys go other places, and it's like, come on, man, just come home. That shit pisses me off too, yo. You about to say no? I was, I was gonna say like, so you think that besides hooping, people just get caught up in the the glitz and glam of everything? Where yeah, Baltimore for the most part is still known for its blue collar it's background hard. for for the most part, it's right? Hard. The Drew League is is mm-hmm. is flashy, you know. It's mm-hmm. And, and and don't get me wrong, they hoop. They on, the on court uh, uh, product is there. They ha- with, they uh, have Nitty. that. That's that nigga Frank Nitty. Yeah, Frank is a bucket. <laughs> but it's just that, and that's what I mean. I guess like as far as like just everything else, it's more so like the city or like the vibe, if you will. Right. That people, I guess, like get caught in. Like, oh man, I'm in the Drew League, so I'm out, you know I'm out here. I'm also living life versus right. 
just focuses on the hooping piece. Do you think that's what factors in and kind of buys into the narrative that, um, matter of fact, I think, wasn't it J.J. Reddick? Just recently was uh, kind of like downing this generation's like uh, set of hoopers as far as like they're, they're worried about everything else versus the actual the game itself. I, I don't know. That's the first time I heard him. It, oh, yeah, it, I mean, it was yeah, JJ, okay, yeah. and and yeah, I, I I agree with that completely. Just because, you know, going back to Kobe, that era of, they would play anywhere mm-hmm. at any time and play against anybody. It didn't matter to them. It's not really like that no more. My you know, Kobe went to Rucker. He had three rings already. It, he had three rings it, already. Went to the Rucker and fucked the Rucker. You know what I'm saying? It's it, it like, yo, why are you Kobe Bryant at the Rucker? You have to play here, but yeah. because he is a hooper, I was just talking to my cousin about this the other day, how the league don't really have hoopers no more. And we was like going, he was like, yeah, they don't. It's not real hoopers. Like the ones we grew up on, it's not like that no more. And I... I can't really blame them. Make you know so much money in it now, and you know so many other things that prevent them from playing. You know some guys might not have in their contract to where they can play. You know at these pro ends or mm-hmm. you know around local leagues and stuff like that. And a lot of times, like with the Drew League, Nike bring them guys out. Mm-hmm. You know, so if you don't have a Nike attached mm-hmm. to your to your pro end, it's gonna be hard for you to get them guys to come out because Nike will make a call, be like, look, we need you come. Show face at the Drew League, and it's in their their endorsement contract that they got to make that appearance because that's like a public appearance for them. Right. So, situation is it's so many other things that go into it, but yeah, for the most part, no, I, I guys don't look at it the same way as they used to. You know, it's just not that anymore. So, know? so that's what my, all right. So, what does the Brunson have to do to get a major backup like a Nike or? Like an Under Armour. I was about to say, why is it Under Armour? We have these conversations all the time. Me and shout out to Sean Brunson, the commissioner of the the Brunson League. And me and him had these conversations all the time of trying to figure out, you know, how can we get somebody, whether it's Nike, Adidas, Under Armour, to, like, you know, come and support it. Because right now, the, the Brunson got to where it's at right now just from people like Sean, people like me. Uh, people like uh, like photographers, uh, Reginald Reginald Thomas. He's shooting for the Spurs right now. Um, my brother Jason E. Photos. You know, we would go and we would we would big up. You know, we we provided the content and mm-hmm. and it spread it. You know, from what we were doing. So the Drew League, they could pay that photographer. You know, because Nike gives them a bag. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So when you don't have that financial backing, it's hard to to keep it. Elevating to the next level, so for it to for it, for one of those companies to come, Under Armour, we right there. Under Armour's right there. I was I gonna say like that should be Under Armour. It's right I, in the backyard. I, I feel like Under Armour's scared of it because no, no, all of them are gonna be scared of it. I think <laughs> like all of them are gonna be scared I, of it. I but. think because Under Armour has been in the building a few times. Like okay. they, they've had like you know mm-hmm. big know name that. people in there watching the game, so they know what it is. They know what it's like. They know. What the vibe is, but I think people are just scared of it. Because if you walk into Brunson, you gonna see, you gonna see people that you like. Hold up, this don't look safe. Mm-hmm. You know, you might, but it, I'm telling you now, it's the safest place in Baltimore on a Sunday, easily. That's a fact. Easily, I've been plenty of times. You feel me? Even though I'm from Baltimore, it's though 
I feel the same way. Like, I feel like ain't nothing going on in here. Everyone's enjoying themselves. They're Every, watching the game. Everybody. You feel me? Niggas is betting on the side. You feel yeah. me? But they everything's cool. Everything's Everyone knows cool. each other. Everybody knows each other. Everybody knows each other. Everything's cool. How many so. fights been in the Brunson? None. It's been none. I've been I've been shooting the Brunson for three years now. And now shout out to a kill. He was about to get froggy in one game. Yeah, a kill. That. That's just that's, <laughs> that's a kill though, man. Like a, a kill. A kill. like niggas about to fight. What was that nigga about to fight? Nigga was like six eight. <laughs> kill was about to square up this kill, nigga. man. He just a dog, bro. Like yeah, I fuck with that nigga. That's yeah. that's my that's you know that's my that's my guy. But he just a dog, like, <laughs> and he love the game so much, and that it just it bring it out. The Brunson brings that out of him. It's not really. You won't really see him like that, no, like, cause he'll go down Goodman and he cool, you know. Yeah. He go down Goodman, be playing, smiling, joking, laughing, but when he step into Brunson, he home. It's, it's, it's a, and that's and that's everybody. That's all of them. You know, it's not even just kill. Like, it's all of them. All of all the players that play, and then you ask them, like, they tell you, like, man, it's just something different. It's something about the Brunson that just brings something out of him. And that's why I respect um, Will Barton so much. You know, I respect Will Barton. You know what I'm saying? He came in there. They, didn't they do back to back? They won back to back. What was that? Uh, yep. What they, year was that? Help me out. That was um. What was that? 16, 16, 16, 17? 16, 17. Yeah. yeah. He came in there. He said, "Yo, right. Will Barton came. Will Barton made it feel like, yo, I, this is home. This is my home. Which of course it is. But he just made it feel like this, this is this is my shit. You feel what I'm saying? Like I'm coming in. I'm balling. My team is nicer than everybody in here. So." You feel me? I'm embodying this whole shit. You feel and me? Like, it, and and the, 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 the story behind that is he felt as though a, a kid by the name of um, what was that? What's his name? L and D. Dead. Devin Coulson. Mm-hmm. So that summer before Will came, his team won the Brunson League Championship. And Dad was like, he was going to be the face of it mm-hmm. because he brought that energy. He didn't care who you were. He was going to go at you. He passed away, didn't he? Yeah, he yeah. Rest yeah, rest in peace of Dad. That he, nigga was nice, yo. Yeah, and, and that's why oh, Will, crazy. That's why Will nice. came to play. Yeah. That's why Will Will seen him play and Will seen what he was doing. And Will was like, oh, I'm coming to play. Yeah. And, you know, me and Will talked about this a lot. He always say, like, this helped me during the season. And you can see it. You can see the progression in his game from when he played in the Brunson to the next season. You know, from that one summer, the first summer he started, he went into the league, had a good seat, had one of his best seasons. Then the next summer, he got that contract. And that was all, like, you can put a lot of that on the Brunson because he spent the whole summer back home. And I always tell people that all the time, like, if guys really want to get better, play in these leagues. Because now you're playing against people that know you. And, and they're not, they're going to come at your head every sure. play. And they know your style. They know your game. They know every move you're going to do. Uh, unlike if you go play in some random, you know, yeah. league that people don't know you. These guys know Will every move. So Will got to bring it every game. Shout out to Will Barton for getting that con. I was like, you could tell he got that con. Yeah. Like, oh, okay, my man, I see it here. You yeah, feel me? Shout out to Will. Up, he used to pull up to the UA house with the Bentley park right out front. Yes, sir. Well, and, th- and that's why I guess I'm confused, like why Anama uh, ain't really backing this. Like, or it's like my man, said, yo, they're scared. 
Well, you know I mean, saying? and I was about to say, like, when they, when, when they, look at this. Okay. When you go into a building, I'm gonna let you get your, mm-hmm. get your thought off. When you go into a building, you feel me? Small high school gym or something like that. You feel me? You see a bunch of us in there. It's just a bunch, a bunch of. Like, <laughs> I'm talking, I, I, I get there's, it. There's a bunch of us in there. I get it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> people on the bleach, the bleachers are packed. People on, on the, the court. on the court. People on the side. I'm talking into the game. All the way into the game, you feel me? You know how we are, we we excited, we passionate. Like again, they said no fights. It wasn't no fights, but we're passionate. You feel me? We're passionate about the game. People got money on the line. All people man's is in the game. They they're excited. You see this? Execs coming in, and you have an exec who's not familiar with the culture. You feel me? Or familiar with the environment? They gonna be like, I don't know about. Uh, I don't know. That's what I think. That's what I feel about. They'll walk in there like, ah. I well, I mean, if, if you ain't feeling it, I, I okay, to each his own, right? But I guess, like, there's so many others. And, again, I know they're in the backyard, right? <clears throat> but at that point, I would start marketing it to, yeah, so many other people that's dying to go ahead and get noticed. Like, what about Puma, for instance, right? If you really want that back and then, you know, Puma, you got a uh, fucking uh, – Lee Ning, Wade Wade, you know, um, they just recently signed D'Angelo Russell to try and go ahead and get their brand name, you know, out there a little bit more. New Balance, like, there's other there's other brands, in other words, but that... Go, go ahead, continue. No, I was, I was going to say there's other brands out there that would, I would believe, die to go ahead and kind of, like, get their name associated. <laughs> Nigga love a New Balance with <laughs> well, I mean, but but, but here's New Balance here, contract with Brunson. It's gonna lose their mind, but, yo. Yeah, but I mean, New Balance suits all that. Yeah, yeah, I mean, but like, look how many like Adidas sponsors. They're not the number one you know brand out there, but Adidas has like a real big niche in the youth, you know, um, market. Yeah, it's, it's exactly the grassroots market and stuff like that. Trying like cultivate, you know, a new crop of prospects, if you will. You know, on the um, on the high school level, you know. Um, the amateur, if you will, like level. Other people, it's like a copycat, you know, system out there, particularly with, you know, these brands that are trying to go ahead and like either establish themselves or reestablish themselves. And that's kind of why I bring up like those others. Do you know, and I'm not sure if you, how deep you are in, um, in it, but do you know whether or not like they have made those like reaches out again, Under Armour technically is like the low hanging fruit because it's in the backyard, but, like those other brands that I mentioned. Or maybe something I didn't mention. Do you know if they had made the outreach? The thing about those, you you need those cosigns. You need Ling. If you got Ling Ning, you need mm-hmm. you need Wade to come in and show his face. You want Puma? You need Rudy to come in, show face. New Balance. You need Kawhi to come, show face. Mm-hmm. Whether you play or not, you know that's what helped the Drew League get to where they were because they had Kobe come and play. But for Nike said when Kobe, after Kobe came and played and him and James Harden went at it, Nike stamped him. How what y'all need? We'll give y'all whatever y'all want. Rucker, same thing. Once you got all those NBA guys floating in, in and out, in and out, oh, what y'all need? We got it. Because for them it's a marketing thing now. You know, now it's a marketing thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, up in New York, Nike does a thing called New York, New York, New York versus New York. I'm, so, I'm sorry, I'm gonna cut you off real quick. So we just talked about Will. Can Will bring? I mean, that's why I know he was in there. 
Oh, okay. And that's you know that's why they were in there, and you know it's only so much he can do. He can't force them to put the paper to the you know put the pen to the paper. And Melo, Melo, you trying to come home? We didn't try to get Melo. <laughs> it's a bunch of stories about wrong. that. Yeah. <laughs> we okay. didn't try. We didn't. Try. I, mean, I just wanted to ask the question. Like we try, like we genuinely try, man. I think the way we try may have been a little too aggressive because we would call guys out like, mm-hmm. straight up like that's some Baltimore shit right Sean, there Sean would <laughs> Sean with Sean Steve's like I'm not doing it. I used to tell him like don't worry about it I'll do it like I'll do it and it'll be me and a bunch of other you know fan favorite fa- fans from the Brunson and we go online and we like who we going at today mm-hmm. and we will pick a guy out and we will mm-hmm. go in his comments when fuck you, it is you hoop it or not yeah nigga. when you come into the Brunson you scared what is it you scared and Y'all gotta stop doing that. Yeah, I'll be honest, y'all gotta stop doing that. We don't do it no more. Kind of backfired a little bit, but yeah. The fuck you at? Where you at? Pull up, nigga. (laughs) Like guys would, and I I, then looking back, I was like, yeah, that's why guys don't like even fillet. (laughs) Like the fillet guy, my bad. Fillet, we called him. Are you trying to get fillet? He said we call him out. Man, fillet, bring your ass. I mean, I mean, he and, and like he got mad like. What's up with y'all, man? Like, nah, man, come hoop. We, don't, we ain't on nothing. Like, come hoop. That, right. And that's what's always the message. Like, come hoop. We got kids down here that don't get to see NBA guy. And that's always the message we try to tell these players. Like, we don't have no pro team. So the only time they're going to get to see a professional play basketball is in this. In the Brunson. In the yep. Brunson. People yeah. can't afford them tickets to go to, the, go to watch the Wizards play. You know? I mean, that's crazy. Like, I mean, especially when, like, even people that – Somewhat made it to a degree, but like really, if you think about it, they had a great career. Like someone like uh, Juan Dixon, for instance, you know what I'm saying, or Keith Booth. You Keith know, Booth came. Yeah, Keith, you know what Keith I'm Booth used to come in and watch games. Like he'll come in and show face. And uh, what was my man? Uh, played for Syracuse, yo. My man, uh, who, who was up there? Huh? Nah. Well, CJ Fair was up there, wasn't he? Yeah. But the other uh, Moten. Uh, no, yo, from Baltimore. What's his name, yo? Uh, he played for the Kings. Keys. Oh, uh, 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 Dante Green. Dante Green. Oh, Dante, yeah, Dante, yeah, Dante yeah. Green was up there. Yeah, Dante yeah. Green. You feel me? So it's like, we got people uh, that wasn't, we got those names. I just feel like we need that name. A name, bigger name. You I know mean, what big name. And, and the reason I ask is because, like, just thinking about it, like, again, like, I'm more so from, like, the DMV area, right? But at the same time, I'd be naive ignorant to go ahead and ignore like the impact that Baltimore has made in terms of like the hoop scene right whether it's on the college level or like even on the pro level and if you look at like other major markets technically we could share like and and that's why I I never got after the Wizards or back then the Bullets left you guys could have easily had a team it's just that I don't understand what happened you know in the midst of everything they don't think we're big enough They they don't think we can handle three teams but but that's that's the thing, you know what I'm saying? Like I little did they know. <laughs> but that's what I was about to say. Be you know what I'm saying? Like, like better for the city. They I just put think, three teams and I think the star of it would be like like you you kind of mentioned like with the Brunson League and stuff like that. If you show like I have a you know major hoop team, you know um, kind of like a pro am team or what have you, you got major sponsorship. The other kind of thing is some type of regentrification has already happened like around the downtown area. Ultimately, obviously, the big next big step would have to be like redo that whole arena scene. But you guys, I think, could easily have a team. Mm-hmm. Easily. Mm-hmm. Where you can go ahead and have yours, and Washington can still go ahead and kind of make out their niche as well, too, and everybody's shining together. Mm-hmm. And, no, you're absolutely right. You know, and I'm particularly because Under Armour, again, is in your, your backyard. And if 
the right deal was struck and they're willing to go ahead and back that back that up like Under Armour Arena for instance right you can easily make this work out financially know, that sounds good but someone has to do it right now they're gonna do it but that, that's why that's why I'm thinking like it has to start small and kind of like it has to simmer if you will right and then before it eventually like bubbles over but if the whole conversation that I'm hearing is that there's like a lack of like sponsorship if you can't even get that on like the pro am level, why would I invest like major like multi billion dollar NBA money? You know what but, I'm saying? But you're in, not in a, wrong at all. You're not wrong with everything you're saying. The thing problem is we just need people to to do it. To I do see what it. you're saying, like a leader to kind of yeah, like someone needs to see the light in Baltimore. You know what I'm saying? Someone needs to see we can be profitable. And I I I, I tell people all the time because out in LA they always ask, you know, do you think they're going to gentrify like how they did D.C. And I'm like, no, because people don't see the value in Baltimore. They they don't see the money. They they just don't see it right now. If they will see it, I don't know. But right now, they don't see it. So there's no reason for them to really put money into the city. And with the pro teams, just, they don't think we can afford it. You know, they think, oh, they got the Ravens and the Orioles. How can they afford a basketball team, too? Yeah, and, and then we have an old arena. That needs to be and, knocked down and rebuilt. And, I think that, and, and to a degree, I think. And to a degree, I think that's your first problem because that thing is like what, like 30, 40 years old. Older than that. I was just up there for like uh, uh, wrestling and stuff like that, and I'm like, it's old, man. No like, one's gonna put an NBA team in there. The NBA is gonna come yeah. and look at the stadium and be like. Until y'all get a new stadium, nobody trying to hoop in the chicken box. Yo. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> and, 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 I mean, I'm not saying like hooping no chicken box. Yo. I'm not yeah. like, obviously, I'm not saying, yeah, I'm not saying like doing it off the yeah. humble, but at the same time, at least have a, a deal in place where Seattle, for instance, lost his team. You have a major billionaire, you know, or was it? I think it was a hedge fund baby or whatever that's willing to go ahead and back a new arena contingent upon the league award in that city. And I think that is in conversation to a degree, or at least, yeah, at least in consideration, like if someone relocates, they're going back to Seattle, right? Yeah. Baltimore could easily, again, whether it's Under Armour or whoever, Maryland is listed as one, if not the richest state, one of the richest states in the entire nation. That's fact right there. Yeah, you could easily find like a person or a group that can come together, throw that out to the NBA. You know what I'm saying? Like, Hey, Consider us. Uncle, you making this sound so easy. I and I, I, and, you, and, you and got, I know I don't want to make it easy. It. I know it's not that easy. <laughs> you got to do it. But at the same <laughs> time, I just don't understand. Like, Buck for president, let's go, man. You do that. Handle that. Yeah. And again, I'm not, I don't want to make it sound like it's always like at the back of my hand. Stuttering now, yo. Once we get your name in there, but <laughs> it's just that. In if you really think about the economics of it, how does OKC have a team? If, and I know the bill, you know the the owner is from OKC, but really OKC safe. Why would OKC well, get awarded a team? They look at it as when safe. economically they're lower in the totem pole than Baltimore. They look at it as safe. And, they think and, it's safe. And, and honestly, the riots didn't help that cause either because now. But technically, the riots happened after the fact, though. Yeah, no, I'm saying like it's not helping. It's not helping now because now those people that live in Carroll County, Howard County, uh, Howard County, they don't want to come into the city no more because now they feel like the city's not safe. They don't come to the Oreos games anymore. You know, that's the that's the big conversation right now with the Oreos, like how the attendance dropped since the riot mm-hmm. because those fans that yeah. usually come from those out of those, you know, outside counties, mm-hmm. they don't come in the city no more. So, you know, it's it's just the 
the politics around what's going on in, in the city is going to hold us from getting the team. I think eventually it will happen, you know, because I think what people see how we the, the, the city supports its teams. Like mm-hmm. the Oreos, the Ravens, we support the hell out of them. And I see that. Like, as a Skins fan and as a Nats fan, I will admit, like, Sorry, across the board, <laughs> I mean, across the board, in both cases, the football and, ba- uh, and baseball teams of Baltimore have better stadiums. I can admit that. You know what I'm saying? Loyal fan bases. You know what I'm saying? Um, and that's why, like, just thinking about it logistically and economically, I'm not understanding why this has never been seriously broached. I know it's been brought up from time to time, but not serious conversation, if you get what I'm saying. Um, where, I don't know, um, with the whole gentrification piece, too, I just think that just like what I, I usually tell folks in uh, my regular 9 to 5 um, in D.C., with the whole gentrification thing, I never consider it like a race thing. It's not a black and white thing. It's a green thing. If we're being real about it, I just think that we we just need to be educated so we can, you know, because it's a game. We just need to be educated so we can go ahead and play the game as well, too. I view that wholeheartedly to be the case up in Baltimore. You know what I'm saying? Like with the whole uh, issue with Pimlico. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, that's about to. We we, that's our neighbor. Yeah, like about to lose, like, the, you know, the horse racing and stuff like that, um, downtrodden. That uh, neighborhood as a whole is about to be affected once that leaves, just because people profit off of like the race that day and stuff, right? So that's like lost income just for one day. But I'm talking about like it could be a big boom in some cases, but because things have gotten so bad because of just poor planning, poor execution, whatever you want to say across the board, if we know the problems ahead of time, why not go ahead and got get out ahead of it? And start like working on these problems to resolve it. I'm not saying it's going to be easy turnaround, but I think it is fixable. It's not like so far gone where Baltimore just should be pushed to the back and like, oh, y'all a piece of shit. So you know, bump y'all. And, and that's how that's how you, you know what I'm saying. But but and, and maybe it kind of goes back to what you guys are saying as far as like someone to kind of lead the charge because I don't. I guess like in all those conversations and me just educating myself about all that stuff. You don't hear one unifying voice kind of leading the charge like, hey, we're here. We're worthwhile. We're going to make this happen. It's just more so like, oh, well, you know, it is what it is. Let's look at Laurel. Let's yeah, look at somewhere else. Also, and it's right. easier to kind of move well, I, on. I think it's a, just the politics. It, you know what I'm saying? It's just the politics around it. Because it, you, you look at the mountain and you're like, man, is it is it worth it for this little city that only holds 600,000 people? You know? See, but and and I think like just like you said, like little, I think that's to degree shortchanging what Baltimore brings to the table. It is. It's it's like I said, blue collar city, but I don't see it having less value than like a, a Pittsburgh, which is also blue collar if you but, really think about but it. I, I but it has like a major hockey team, a major historical got, football team. Got four teams. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Baseball team, exactly. Pittsburgh definitely four teams. They got four teams, teams up there. <laughs> but but. How's it any different than Baltimore? And Baltimore, but, to a degree, is it, is more of a major like, landmark well, than Pittsburgh. Well, I feel like what Kendall's saying is more like, you know, it's like we know what we have. People that live here, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. We know we we know what we got. You feel me? It's right. the outside looking in. That's not, they you know what I'm saying? It. They don't see the value in this shit. They don't see the value in what we have. They don't see how profitable it could be to put a, a, a another sports team here. You know what I'm saying? They don't see the passion that we have. We that, love our teams. We but just said it. Is, is that the people or is it the politicians? Or is it both? Both. It's both. Mm-hmm. 
there's more politicians. There's more politicians. Like, look at look what's going on with the mayor right now. Like, you know, like we our mayors are getting caught up in slinging books out the crib. Yeah, like, you know, in in legal such in legal stuff. It's like I I think right now we need someone that understands Baltimore. You know, and because Baltimore is a, a very it's a unique city. It's a very unique city and. People love to, to look at the crime and everything else and always tell them, like, you got to go underneath that iceberg to really understand why that crime is like that. Because it's a, it's a it's a big-ass iceberg under that. That that once you dig into it, you're going to be like, whoa. Like, we got culture. We got music. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I mean, and, and I guess. We got things that made your city living in, living in LA. And that, that's what I'm talking about. Like, if you really think about, like, for instance, people view someone like Annapolis. State capital of Maryland, more favorable than Baltimore. But born if you really think shit. about it, it's born the shit down there. That and also, <laughs> and also, <laughs> Annapolis, down Annapolis is gutter. Down Annapolis is gutter deep down inside too. Yeah, you know, a lot of public housing, a lot, you know, and again, that's saying all public housing is bad, obviously. Um, but at the same time, yeah, you get away from the Naval Academy. Yeah, and <laughs> it it has its blemishes as well too. But people are easy to go ahead and gloss over that just because of, again, like how people kind of trumpet. Like, oh, this is the state capital and this, that, and the third. Annapolis don't got the wife. I just. But, <laughs> that fucked but, us up, too. But, as great as that show was, that. Like, it's a great show, but at the same time, us like. Fuck <laughs> but, but at the same time, look at how Chicago's portrayed in the news, but they get chance at the chance at the chance at the chance at the chance yeah, at the but, chance. But look how Chicago was portrayed before. Like, right, we want we want to think about it. They had the Bulls. They had Jordan on his fucking run. They had the Bears. They had all these you major know, teams. But, 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 like, but, but, but I, I get that. I get that. It's a major city. But again, who's leading that charge to go ahead and help kind of gloss over all the other blemishes being like the, possibly the crime capital of America and stuff like that. It's two it's sides. The, okay, yeah. There's two sides in Chicago. You got north side and south side. South side is not, they keep that, they keep all that negative shit mm-hmm. in the south side. So the north side of Chicago is one of the best cities in the world. Yeah, that, that financial gap is sick. It's, you know, we, if we were bigger, maybe. I love Chicago, by the way. See, look, look, like, like, like ain't been to the south side. Yeah, like, like if I we were scared of shit, by still <laughs> if we if we were bigger, <laughs> so we, we clutch your pearls. Yeah, you know, like you know, piss my pants right now. They 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 make sure like the south side remains in the south side, and oh, the yeah. north side, all the money going the north side. Like like if if Baltimore was bigger, it could probably have that same type of effect, but. You know, it's not that big. You can get to one side of the city in 15 minutes. So you kind of brought up before, like, the politics piece. Um, do you think that besides, like, I guess, like, a mayor can keep themselves out the headlines, so to speak, but do you think you also need someone that is good at marketing where they can go ahead and market the pit, um, the uh, the economic or the possible economic gains that Baltimore can offer, like, industries like, all right, the Norm has a headquarters up there, right? But hey, besides just being headquarters, they're investing in XYZ or people should invest in, invest in XYZ just because you will see this boon and because of this boon, it will lead to X and, you know, kind of basically connect the dots and kind of be that pot piper, if you will, to go ahead and guide someone along the lines. We, we, we want Under Armour to be that, you know? And I, I, 
and they should be that. And I, but like we've opened, if they're not doing that, you should be open to like other. And, and that's like why they, I brought up like a Puma and just other. I feel like they under almost caught up in the other shit. But like what Nike did, they in the, that big executive, big corporation we, type thing. You know what I'm saying? Where they mm-hmm. also looking at liability and all this type uh, of shit. Undom has a unique relationship with the city because they're one foot in, one foot out. Mm-hmm. They'll help. Oh, yeah, sure. We'll throw all the high school teams' jerseys. You might build a stadium here and there, but it's like you you have... We support Under Armour. Baltimore supports Under Armour to the utmost. No, they should. I mean, they, they have done a lot. And I'm not sure changing Under Armour by any means. But they right. haven't done enough. And, mm-hmm. and you can ask anybody that like, that really pays attention to their involvement, they'll tell you like, no, they haven't done enough. They haven't done what they could have done. You know, this, you, you're, you're a billion dollar company smack in the heart of the city. You, your, your DNA should be all over this city. Mm-hmm. You know, you should be bringing in um, interns from those local high schools, from, from, from a, a Lake Clifton, from a, school should not be shutting down. You should have some type of impact on so many areas within the city because you you don't work in that world of politics. You can do your own thing. And I always say, like, I think it's, you can do more outside of politics than you can within politics. Mm-hmm. And I think Under Armour is that type of company that could do that. They just don't. And I, I, I look at it like, you know, they, they, they're scared to really step in it because it is, it is a unique situation. How do you... Tell how do you, how can you convince your investors, your your um, shareholders that investing into a city that has over three hundred murders is a good idea? They're not going to want to hear that. I mean, and I, and, I, and again, I guess like I take interest. Yeah, sure. I take interest in it just because, again, being a Wizards fan, I remember that same conversation happening. But a Poland, who's the former owner of the Wizards taking that chance to invest in the Wizards and invest in downtown when he built, you know, um, Capital chance. One Arena. Exactly. And now it's night and day. Night and day. Compared to what it was before the arena was built. And I guess that's why I'm asking all these questions is because I've seen it firsthand. You know, what it was versus what it is now. And it offers opportunity. And I think a Baltimore can offer opportunity because I think people want to go ahead and make a change is that to a degree they're content so they, they keep the status quo versus being shown another path towards bigger and better things so and, and I'll end it on that and um, yeah man I, hopefully in the future you know what I'm saying we will get somebody to step up and show what Baltimore really is you know what I'm saying the love we got there the, the culture the art the music you know what I'm saying like our food is hidden. Living in L.A. made me realize how unique Baltimore is. Uh, oh, hold on. Like, we about seriously. To, we, we, about to, we about to go on to the next thing, but before that, I do that, I got to ask you, yo, because I've been to L.A. I went to L.A. Uh, last week. Mm-hmm. I was telling Uncle Buck how I felt how segregated L.A. was. Oh, yo. what? Segregated? Nigga, yo, please tell this nigga, because he's like, what do you mean it's segregated? Blah, blah, blah. He ain't believe me. Mm-hmm. I was staying in Hollywood for two days. How many black people you see? None. <laughs> two days. I was in Hollywood two days and I ain't seen no black people. I stayed with my man for the other two days. He live in uh, Crenshaw. There's niggas everywhere. <laughs> I, I like it here more than fucking Hollywood, mm. yo. Like Crenshaw is way more fun than Hollywood, yo. I rather be in Hollywood. <laughs> I mean, they building up Crenshaw right now, but no, nah, you, you absolutely right. Like L.A. is 
there's not many of us out there. And the, the one and where we are is a small little box. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's a small little box. Other than that, that nigga Hollywood then. You won't see too many of us. Nah. <laughs> I rather stay, I stay in Creekshaw. You won't see too many of us out there. All right, party, but, um, party Hollywood. We um speaking about LA. I was like, I ain't gonna lie to y'all. I wanted to. I said we had a different order, but I had to work up to get to this part. You know what I'm saying? Because it was a big loss. You know what I'm saying for the world, for the sports world. You know what I'm saying? Uh, a generational loss. A generational loss. Exactly. Uh, we um. And I'm and I'm saying this, we lost an important man, and we also lost others. The, we have to respect the others that lost their lives. Um, Kobe Bryant, every, I mean, famous Laker, famous basketball player, basketball icon. You know what I'm saying? Just you know, what was it Sunday morning? Yeah. I believe. Um. Well, first, I'm going to say where what was going on in my life when I heard about it. I, I got out the shower, picked my phone up. Group chat's going crazy. You know what I'm saying? Hundreds of messages. You know, I'm like, what the fuck? You're going nuts. Looking there. The Kobe Bryant died. Fuck out of here. You know what I'm saying? Like, Put your the, phone down. First thought, yeah, first thought, like, Kobe Bryant died. Phone down. But you, when you hear something like that, the internet kills how many people. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? They said Sinbad was there for like five years. I was about to use that example. Sinbad had to come out like, damn, nigga, I'm right here. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) I'm chilling. So, yeah, I'm in the crib. Like, what the fuck is wrong with y'all? So, I'm like, all right. And I was like, oh, TMZ said that? And I saw TMZ and Bleacher Report. So, I'm like, I chalked it up like, whatever. These wrong, false information. You know what I'm saying? Fake news. A few more minutes go by. More reports. I'm like Googling it and shit. Google pops up. All these articles. Kobe Bryant died helicopter accident. What the fuck? No, that ain't ain't it. That ain't it, because you think about it, we were just talking about Kobe Saturday Mm -hmm. with LeBron passing, uh, LeBron passing Kobe, the third, you know, most points scored all time. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, we just talked about this man, literally. You know what I'm saying? That night, he congratulated LeBron, tweeted LeBron and all that, and now they're talking about he's gone. Right? There's no way. You, have, you know how your mind just goes to denial first. You know what I'm saying? Especially when you have somebody like Kobe Bryant. It's like, no way. Because we look at somebody like Kobe who's shown us these, like, different attributes. Like, he's a, he's a, he's a leader, fearless leader. He gets on that court. He's a, you know, one of the, like, most competitive players we've seen in, like, our generation. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, this man works he worked to get where he is. You feel what I'm saying? He had talent, yes, but he worked as hard as, you know what I'm saying? As harder than anybody in the league. And it's like, damn. And what made me sad was when thinking about Kobe, was like, he only been retired, what, four years? Yeah, four years. He, yeah, uh, 2016. 16. Yeah. So he only retired, he only got to enjoy his retirement for four years, yo. Mm-hmm. I don't know what he could have did. You feel what I'm saying? And just that whole situation was like, and when I found we found out his daughter was also his uh, was that his middle middle Gigi yeah Gigi his middle daughter. It's like yo, you know what I mean? You sit back and as a as um I believe we're all parents at this table, you know what I'm saying? We're all parents at the table, mm-hmm. and basketball fan is second, parents first. You feel me? So when I was when I heard that, 
Tibbs just came to mind. You feel what I'm saying? Because you, you see how he was with his family. You feel me? With his family, his wife, his daughters. He loved his daughters. You know what I'm saying? They got the whole, what they have, uh, 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 girl's dad thing happening. Hashtag mm-hmm. girl's dad, which I love, by the way. Yeah. Love seeing that. Love seeing fathers and da- that father-daughter camaraderie. You know, I love seeing that type of shit. You feel me? They got that happening, but it's like, they really had a connection with basketball. She brought him back. Yeah. He was done. He was done with the game. Mm-hmm. And she she wanted to be a part of the game. Yeah. And that would that's what brought him back. Yeah, I I was like you. I didn't believe it. I yeah. seen I seen the TMZ on Facebook and I put my phone down. But my phone kept going. Unfortunately, since I'm the sports guy, people hitting me asking me, is it real? Right. And I'm like, man, I don't know. Like I don't believe it. And they're like, yo, I'm saying hella articles. I'm like, if TMZ a part of it, I'm not believing it. I need either the Lakers, ESPN, or his C- wife. CNN. Yeah, like CNN to tell me this is real. So until I saw I saw Waj. When I seen Waj tweet, I was like, damn, this is real. And I sat because my son, he was playing in front of me. And I just sat there and looked at my son. And then an hour went past because I didn't move out the couch. Like, for that that whole time, just sat there. My mom, she kept like, what's wrong? I just didn't say nothing. And I, said, I seen what happened with his daughter. I'm like, uh, I got to get out of here. I can't sit in here no more. Like, I had to go get a drink. I had to go get a drink. My mother didn't understand it. She was like, why are you so caught up about that? I was like, mind your own. This is I grew up with this man. Like, this is '96. Like, mm-hmm. he's my introduction into basketball. Him, AI, Bray Allen, like Vince Carter, that, that whole generation. generation. Yeah. Like, yeah. I watched these guys. Like, and then, you know, I had to write an article for 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 another outlet, and I put in the article like, you know, we got to know Kobe more in his retirement. Mm-hmm. We knew him as the basketball player. We knew how relentless he was, but he kept it at that. He didn't really let you in too much. But once he retired, that's when you really start to see him. And then he became more of a ambassador for the game, how much he, you know, bigged up the WNBA. That was my favorite thing about, you know, what he was doing. Like, man, he really showing love to the WNBA, taking his daughter to the games, you know, mm-hmm. really, really – enjoying his retirement and you know always seeing him and his daughter together at games that it just didn't feel right and it still don't feel right it still don't feel right i i still really haven't it feels weird to yeah. talk about this right now yeah. you know what i'm saying and it, also like to say shout out to yukon <clears throat> the yukon women's team they uh made Gigi um a lifetime member of the team yeah gave her jersey and everything i thought that was dope that was beautiful you know what i mean um but why do we get that feeling though? Why do why do us humans we get that when somebody of that stature we get that denial? It's like instant denial. You know what I mean? We some, just, you think he gonna live forever? That's a I, who's I telling that? I'm telling think somebody, somebody that, like that. You think they bulletproof? Forever? I think Mike gonna live forever. Right. I, I was thinking, I was like, damn, with Mike, you know, what if something happened to Mike? That's somebody mm-hmm. you think that will live forever. Like you know, you know, like it's you, different with Mike. What up? You know, cause for we, us, yeah, because we really grew up with Kobe. We grew up with, like, but for I'm pretty sure for your generation, mm-hmm. how old are you? Is yeah, I'm 38. Yeah, for like, he just knew you was old. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think he's older know. than me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know. But for you know anybody that's 40 and up, if something happened to Mike, 
they gonna be devastated. Mm-hmm. You know, I would be devastated. I got plenty of his shoes. Like, <laughs> well, I was gonna say that I think is that anybody that impacts you, particularly at a young age, and you feel like you kind of grew up with, right? Um, that kind of help shape and mold your ideology. I think that if something happens to them, it feels like something happened to a part of you. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I felt that way like too. History. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Um, like when Prince died. I, yeah, well, Prince. I was about to say that. Well, I, favorite artist. I, right? That's my favorite artist of all time, right there. I felt like a part of my soul just like disappeared. The same thing that happened when Mike died. Uh, Mike Jackson, that is. You know, um, when Nip, he passed Nip away. Died. That's what I when Nip, when exactly, the nation was mourning. Like, literally mourning just because, like, man, he shaped, and I felt like he was talking to me directly with, you know, the songs that he came out with. Um, with Kobe, it's a sport, but at the same time, you can also make an argument that it's art. And art, uh, you know, performing art specifically speak to people. Um, you know, and I think that with him on the court, what he stood for, besides, like, what he left on the court, but just, like, uh, you're talking about, like, his ideology, that mom, that mamba mentality, if you will. Um, it's supposed to, like, hey, you work hard enough and, you know, you do the right thing, it'll pay off. Mm. Like, I can achieve anything. Um, you know, and you feel like he was the living embodiment of that. And the fact that he passed away in the fashion that he passed away. Right. And that's another, it's, it, the way it happened. Yeah. You like, it's abrupt. It's yeah. Abrupt. You're like, damn. And, and, and again, like he's 41 years old. And I think what really drove it home was like not only that, and he was really just starting, if you will, the second phase of his career. Right. Like uh, you know, a new life. Yeah. Cause yeah, I mean, you, you figure that he was already an Oscar winner, yep. you know, in, in retirement, but. He, you know, his daughter was with him and they were on the way to, you know, to like doing what she loved, her passion. It just really just made it like a all around just like really just like screwed up situation that just kind of like messed with people's minds. Because it's one thing when you have a grown person, even if they leave too, uh, too soon, it, it messes with your head. But when you have like a child at that point, like you kind of mentioned, like everybody at the table is like a father. As a parent, you immediately put yourself like, God forbid, I would never want to be in that position where it's I'm I'm the one having to go ahead and figure out what my next step is going to be with like the rest of my family, just having to deliver this news or what have you. I think that's what really kind of like just made it like a really somber moment, you and know. And not even just that, I'm sorry, brother, but not mm. even just that, one of the a whole family passed away in the helicopter as well. No, absolutely. Um, I mean, so I don't have. I wish I had the names up at the moment. I'm sorry for that, but I know uh, one of the favorite a family, the the father, a, a wife, and two kids, and they had two more kids at home, mm-hmm. and that made me like, God damn! So now you telling me those two kids at home lost their siblings and their parents? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Just that whole situation, man. It was fucked up. What What really messed me up is I started picturing that last moment and it's like man he couldn't do nothing to save his daughter that's the worst that, I would say that's the worst that, feeling that, that I was like that, that, that's what hit me cause I'm like it, as a parent I know like if, if, if my son is hurt I'm gonna try to protect my son at all mm-hmm. costs and to know you're in a moment where you're scared and you look to your left or your right and your daughter's there and she's scared and you know in your mind it's nothing I can do this is it like no matter what I try to do, this is it. I was like, that that had to have been 
the worst feeling in the world to know like that you just can't do nothing. You can't. You cannot protect yeah. your child. And my mind, yo, but my mind when that I, I, I thought of the same thing. But my mind, I feel like just Kobe being Kobe. I felt like even in that moment, he was probably still. He probably found a positive. Yeah, he probably was still trying to keep people calm. Probably grabbed his daughter. You know what I'm saying? Right. Everything's gonna be fine. Blah blah blah. You know what I mean? Because he'd seen he's that type of dude. That's a fucked up feeling. Though. Yeah, Shit. yeah. That's a, fuck- <laughs> a fucked up feeling. Just thinking about it, like you, <laughs> there's God. nothing. There's literally nothing you could do. To see you're this. stuck in this fucking <laughs> death box right yeah. now. You know what I'm saying? Like you That's know, you can't go up. nowhere. You can't jump. You can't. You just gotta, you gotta accept it. You gotta accept it, man. You know what I'm saying? And you know, it's unfortunate. Um. The thing, the thing that I've been, I've been lately, I've been watching the Kobe highlights, and I've been enjoying like NBA players give their Kobe stories. You know what I'm saying? There's some the Kobe stories been been kind of wild, yo. I fuck, <laughs> I fuck with the Kobe stories, yo. I'm like, damn, that's that mama mentality right there. You see when uh, Lou Will was yeah, like, um, took, I remember when that when that happened though. <laughs> I remember when that happened because that was a thing. Like, damn, Kobe took all their shoes. You hear about that? <laughs> Lou Will said, right, he was like, they got blown out by the Blazers. Okay. And Kobe went into the locker room and took all their Kobe's, their shoes. Mm-hmm. He said, y'all can't wear these. Y'all soft. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, nigga. <laughs> that Kobe mentality, yo. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's that Mamba mentality. Like, he's just that dude. You know what I'm saying? Like, you got to work out. You can't outwork me, basically. That's Kobe. See, I, I thought the biggest sign of respect, though, was uh, AI wearing that Kobe shirt. Of Kobe celebrating the championship that he won against the 76ers, oh, basically against AI. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? But yeah, I respect him so much that he was willing to go ahead and wear that shirt. I thought that spoke that spoke volumes about what Kobe was all about. Definitely. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, the, the NBA, yo, it just it shows we can talk about the NBA, certain things may so people may say, but you could tell it's a brotherhood, yo. Just the way them dudes, you know what I'm saying, the way they speak of Kobe. The way they tell these stories, the way you said AI wore the shirt, you yeah. know what I'm saying? It's just the respect. And it's like, when you really think about Kobe, I don't know who's a big Kobe fan here. Me growing up, I love AI. You feel me? I wanted AI to I win think that everybody likes yeah. AI over Kobe. Yeah, and we all, like, I, I feel like. <laughs> I was a McGrady fan. And yeah. all, I love McGrady too. <laughs> I love McGrady too. But, in like, through Kobe's career, I wasn't. Re- I was always rooting against Kobe. Not did no disrespect or nothing like that. Yeah. I always rooting no, against I was, the I, team. I, I'm with you. Yeah, but you just like you just you respected gotta respect him. that yeah. dude. Like mm-hmm. he he thrived off of people not fucking with him. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? But yep. he knew he was confident. Like shit, I'm still Kobe Bean Bryant. Yo, you feel what I'm saying? I'm still drop 81. I'm still drop this. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? It's like he made he commanded that respect. You couldn't do nothing but respect Kobe because he's. You know, he's that type of dude. He really put his 100, 110% in everything he do on that court. You know, he gave his whole, he literally gave his body, you know what I'm saying, to the game of basketball. He tore his fucking Achilles, broke a hand, his finger, and still doing what he was doing. Messi showed up, started shooting with his left. Mm-hmm. <laughs> started shooting with his left. It's like, yo, Kobe, it's just like. I can't keep my. Shot the free throw. Yeah, he's like, let me knock these down and go sit the fuck down. You but feel me? I thought one of the realest things that he did, um, which at the time was viewed as like messed up, but I think he was just being honest about it. He didn't really pass the torch, if you will, to like, you know, the current set of Lakers at the time. 
that was on his team when he retired. Mm-hmm. Just because he was like, no one on his team is really ready for that. Nobody, and they, yeah, you know, what nobody I'm wasn't. Where people thought like, oh, that's the honorable thing, thing to do. Like, well, no, they're not ready for it. There's right. no one on his team that could really lead the franchise. Kobe said, nigga, it's my last game. I'm still, I'm scoring. Yeah. Like, I'm getting sixty. I still gotta get the game winner. Out the door. Y'all can't even. Y'all can't help me out. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, like, I'm not going. I'm not going to say Nick Young is going to lead the franchise. You know what I'm saying? I love Lou Will too, but Lou Will wasn't doing it. No, none of them were, were ready though. Mm-hmm. None of them were ready. That's a that's not even a torch. That's a whole goddamn flame. You got. That's a lot like, to carry. You, you got to think like he he was coming at the magic. People probably thought like nobody would ever compare to magic, and he surpassed magic. You know? You really think so? I mean. I don't know. You know. I mean, I mean, no disrespect, yeah, you but know it's, why, just, you know, it's no disrespect. But I'm, that's, I'm that's gonna like say, a, you know why? I'm because gonna, I was gonna let him rock, but I don't really agree with that. <laughs> I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say, yeah, Magic uh, one of my favorites. I'm gonna say this. <laughs> this is why I say he surpassed Magic. One because Magic consistently says he's the greatest Laker ever. And two, this is him being humble though. And two, he put Shaq out. I think people underrate how how confident you have to be. To push out the most dominant player ever, you had the most dominant player ever on your side, and you like, nah, I don't want him. I'm gonna win it without him. That to me, that was like one two. <laughs> yeah, one. We should have won three. Should have won, yeah. won three, but he won two more. Went to three more. Won two more without him. Like I, I still say Magic. I, I don't. And Mag- if you go to L.A., that is a Kobe. Damn. No, I understand before, that. Kobe, but, before all this. But Kobe is more recent. Magic helped. How about we not do this? <laughs> okay, okay, yeah, yeah. How about we not do this now? Yeah. I mean, you know what I'm saying? That's no, a it's, it is yeah. later on is a good yeah. debate. Not That's right not now. now. Yeah, not right <laughs> now. It's a little yeah. too soon. You know, how about we not do that? You know what I'm saying? Shout out to Magic and, you know what I'm saying, yeah. rest in peace to Kobe. I don't want to do that right now. Yeah, it's no, no disrespect at all. You know what I mean? Because I'll be real. Honestly, I might not. I might stop that whole Greatness debate, yo. Like, that's a lot of I've great been, motherfuckers. Yeah, I mean, it, it always seems like you're shitting on one person, you know, to go ahead and make your argument for another one, when really all of them are great in their own right. Right. And yeah. we're being honest about it and stuff like that. So that's why I, that's why I wanted to go ahead and be clear about it. There's no disrespect yeah. to Kobe. Um, People don't know how to support their opinion no more. And that's the problem when it comes to that greatness, who's greater conversation. Like, people. The only way they know how to support their opinion is by downgrading the the, the mm-hmm. other person that they don't like. Like that's that's what happens with these MJ. We'll go to another debate, MJ and LeBron. Like you know, people try to find ways to you know go against Jordan. Although Jordan didn't do this and Jordan didn't do that, and vice versa with LeBron. It's like that's not how you determine if somebody greater or not by trying to. Disprove their greatness, what they did in their era. Like I, I just recently uh, said on here um, within the past year that my position has changed as far as like that whole argument, greatest of all time. Instead of looking at it as a whole, I think it's hard because um, it's hard. criteria and stuff like that. I was like, I think with me personally, I've switched where you judge it by position because I think it's hard to do it overall. Where oh, MJ is the best bar, bar none, but then like I was like, well. What do you base being the best bar none all off of if it's like championships, so on and so forth? When that means Bill Russell's the greatest of all time, if we're, if we're being real about it. If it's by points, Kareem is the best of all time. 
I think it just depends on position and you do that whole criteria thing, you know, and you have to go ahead and kind of do it like that. And even then, it's still kind of skewed a little bit. I think it's easy based to off do of it. error. I think I think it's I think it's, I think you should do it off of error. I think you got to do it off of error, but mm-hmm. I think it's easier to do it in basketball because you play both sides of. The yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know, football. I don't even get into greatest of all time. No, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's hard because uh, you can't do it. Like you, got, you definitely got to do way a lot too of positions. Many positions. Yeah, it's too many positions. Yeah. I just go off of like what I've seen and where like how like. Fish was talking about like, oh man, did you interview Barry Sanders? To me, he was the best running back I've ever seen in my lifetime. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I know some people like Cowboys fans or what have you, yeah. Emmett or whatever. Yep. But yep. oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So all day. Okay, I love yeah. Barry. Barry okay. was better than I, I, I love Barry, but I'm taking Emmett. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about that. But I'm yeah. taking Barry all day. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, it, yeah it, it was, the line, but. you definitely got. I look at it like. <laughs> You know what did you do in your in your time? I give Mike the, the 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 goat crown because look at what he did in what twelve years, ten years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, no, he then came back. Denver, yeah, in the middle of that, in, the, in that span, he retired. So it's like, yo, he he damn near got three thirty thousand points in ten years. He won six championships in ten years. He won three defensive MVP, two defensive MVP. Like mm-hmm. he just did so much. In this little ass window, and, oh, no, and then you look at like LeBron or somebody else, um, and it's like they're still trying to catch this. Mm-hmm. And LeBron's seventeen years in now. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, and I guess that's where I go with Magic you know? <laughs> and Larry Bird specifically because they went, they basically based off their battles they helped the league. Basketball. It, that's what I was about to say. They went from that thirty for thirty having yeah. having the league have taped championship games, keyword championship yep. games. To all of a sudden, live. they're live just because of the battles that they have going on. That's a good like, point. That's why they deserve those awards that they got this past year and stuff like that. That's and I think point. that's why, to a degree, they're underrated, if if that makes any sense, um, based off of the impact that they had, where these dudes are so good and they're so intriguing. I need to watch them live versus watching the tape delay by like a day or so. You know right. what I'm saying? And I also feel like the generational thing, because I had people like Uncle Buck over here. Who say like Bob Cousy? You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, Bob Cousy was one of but the you, best. But no, like, he, but, he was. But I, you I understand gotta, that. But you, I understand that. You got. You That's got, why it's generational. Because yeah, if, if I put Kyrie over there and he's going against Bob Cousy, <laughs> he will pack the shit out of Bob Cousy. But, Bob Cousy's but, Chuck, Chuck Taylor's. But if you're going to buy accomplishments, on. you're not going to buy athletic. <laughs> You know, but we're not talking about athletic but, ability. Okay, but that's we, why we talk about we go, generation. We, we're going to buy accomplishments. Bob Cousy comes way more than Kyrie has. Right, we're being real about it. Because Bob Cousy had a black man on his team. And but let's, that's, let's, that's, let's, that's not the only reason. Let's, let's, that's not the only reason. Yes, it is. Bob Cousy. Let's, let's go Bob, back. Bill Russell and four milkmen. You know what I'm saying? Let, that's but, what but, it was. What, what, what is Kyrie accomplished by itself? But wait, this is another thing. I'm just saying. I mean, I mean, it was being real about. We're going by generational. Right, this, generational. That's mm-hmm. why we got to do that. This is another thing, though. You, know you got to think about whether or not those guys could have played back then. They might not have been mentally ready to play in front of an audience of all white people. That's because that—that's what I bring up too. Like some of them guys wouldn't have been able to play in that. E- even with Magic and Bird, right? They legitimately yeah, close on each like, other. I mean, those, you I mean that. it was—it was like a WWE. Wrestling match, right. if we're being real about it, in the 80s and hey, 70s and 80s. Ain't nothing like watching 70s, 80s brawls. Like, no, to me, that's some of my, that's some of the best basketball right there. Because, <laughs> like, 
watching Bird Square up against Kareem or whatever, and they legit like going for it. Well, who rocked Larry Bird? Was it Kareem? Dr. J. Dr. J. Dr. J. Yeah. Shit out Larry Bird. <laughs> <laughs> that was one of my favorite sports yeah. memories right and then, there. And, and they're like watching Kevin McHale square up against like I mean they I'm not they're on the ground rolling around just like right, and they would get only get like a tech. They yeah. get like one tech. They wouldn't even get tech. It was like a tech. Get on the side. That's the Brunson. That's 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 like what the Brunson is like. Like Brunson is like '80s '90s basketball to the core. Bill and Beard just sticking on his arm. Somebody yeah, really just close lines and shit out. Fucking like, so that's yeah. why I tell you, like some of them guys wouldn't have, you know, they might not have been able to play in that type of environment. You know, like what Bill Russell played yeah. in. Who could? A lot of guys. How you gonna play in that? You know, you know, there's been like a rumor floating around that Wilt Chamberlain didn't score 100 points. Have you heard about that? Mm-mm. If it's in the books, it's in the books. Yeah. <laughs> they say, you know what they say? Because they like, there's no, you know how you've never seen like no video evidence of him. Because it was nineteen six, what nineteen sixty two? Of yeah. course, there's no video. Well, I mean, you got it, Bob Cousy. St- I'm bring, I'm killing Bob Cousy today. <laughs> you know, Bob Cousy. They got Bob Cousy dribbling around with his left hand oh, the whole got, time. You know what got, is it in the books? If it's in the books, then it count. You got it's, count. It's so many the people. Books, man. <laughs> the fact that trust the books, especially the, not yeah. the '60s. Fuck out! I ain't trusting no books. It's in the, the books, 60s. man. They put just, it in the just books. Like, just like supposedly something with what ten thousand women. Look, if, if it's I in believe the books. that. <laughs> I believe that. I believe that. If it's in the books, man, I yeah, gotta you believe know what I'm saying? it. Like, um, what was fucking everything walking? Yo? I believe that. <laughs> All of them were back then. It was, yeah. it was a different. It was a different oh, remember time. we talked about that? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We talked about magic. We said Magic Johnson had to be running through him, yo. He yeah, in he L.A. Was, you and you're the face of L.A. You the face of L.A. You even Magic Johnson. Even Your like, name is Magic Johnson. <laughs> even paying for like those escorts. Because I think that's what, what mostly he did or whatever those escorts. Who, Magic? Yeah. Like at in the eighties, early eighties, and you being like what, 22, 23 years old, of course I would be doing that. Man, we'd be real about it. Slaying everything walking. Not- oh my gosh. <laughs> they're like, hey, like, here you go. Her name's Candy. Right. <laughs> It's Candy, Candace, Cheryl. It's going to be like four different joints walking in there. You feel me? Man, that was a good... I keep saying... I say this all the time. I wanted to live back then and be like some type of celebrity. And then, you know what I'm saying? Just walk in. Because you didn't have to worry about that social media. As oh, my God. What? Then they didn't be like, oh, yeah, here's a cherry on top. Here's a yeah. bump. <laughs> right, right. They was coked out. They mind. Oh, my God. In LA? Just, oh, my God. You could just live, you could just live your life. Oh my God. There wasn't no... You had to worry about some creep in the background. Trying to send Him and James Worthy just living the life. All right, they just yeah. walk into a party, hand full of coke. Like, how's the smell? <laughs> <laughs> Blow it in their face. You yep. know what I mean? <laughs> how's my cocaine smell? You yeah, know it was what a said? different time back then. Oh. Different times. Oh, I mean, so, so I mean, I think that's why I'm fascinated by it. Just because I'm like, how did you perform when like you're like coked out of your mind? <laughs> like you're fucked up for real. <laughs> Remember, Larry Bird said <laughs> he Larry Bird said he got in shape one season. He said, "What's your diet, Larry?" He said, I'm just, I'm gonna stop drinking beer before the games. Mm-hmm. That's your diet, nigga. You just <laughs> stop doing that. But the fact He's that he was dogging people and he was drunk during games drunk, and shit, like dead drunk. And I'm talking about. <laughs> remember that one game where he just shot everything left handed just because he wanted to save his right hand for the Lakers? Yeah, that's the mentality back then. And the, and the fact that he's dogged, the, the, he scored 50 points against the Trailblazers with his left, left hand. hand. Yeah. That, that's when I say it's, it's no hoopers in the league right now. That's what I mean. Like, guys that just go go get it done yeah. no matter what the circumstances is. We talked about this on the podcast where we wanted to go back to where people hated each other. 
Because that was we the was best just, basketball. We just talking about that in the car. Okay, oh, for yeah. real? We yeah. just talking about that. We, 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 we talked about we, this. We, yeah. <laughs> that was the best basketball yeah, right when I was, We was talking about, I seen Draymond on the shot with LeBron. I'm like, get the fuck out of here. Sipping wine, sipping red wine. Y'all getting your hair cut next to each other? Larry Bird legit. Let me see. Larry Bird legit hated the Lakers. He scored 50 points with his left hand. I did. I did. Anyway, I did. It wasn't until later on this yeah, until they retired. When they retired, when they retired, <laughs> yeah. I, best yo, I, I dare anyone to catch Michael Jordan and Isaiah Thomas getting a fade next to each other. Yeah, that's real. That's real. That's real. Michael like Jordan legit black see for his eye for a whole season, and that was his teammate. <laughs> that was his teammate because he fucked up. <laughs> you ain't set that pick right, nigga. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Back screen. Fuck wrong with you, yo. Slap the NBA that needs to go back to hate, pure hate. I love it, yo. I mean, I, and I even if they don't, even if they are like like people, because people that like to argue that, mm-hmm. like, well, during the finals, Barkley and and Mike went to dinner together after the games. I'm no, like, they were. I'm handling like, in that yeah, game. I'm like, court, but they watch that game other. and yeah. tell me if you can tell if they had dinner after that yeah, game. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, going back to Magic, Magic and Isaiah. Yeah, you feel me? They was like, yo, they, they kissed each other they on the court. Each other, but they, they were killed like, each other. They, they were, were killing, killing each, other each other on the court. Like literally killing each other on the court. I don't care if they don't if they go have dinner. But if I watch this game and I'm like, damn, they really don't like each other right now. I'm cool. I'm I'm I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm entertained. Kareem was in his forties. The fact that like Kevin McHale didn't care, he was in his twenties and legit was like cold cocking that battle. Yeah, <laughs> like he didn't respect his elders at all. Like, it was about trying to win the chip. And again, like rest in peace, Kevin McHale. You know oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Love the love the tangent we just had. You know what I'm saying? I just want to throw that out there because that's why we all. That's why we love Kobe. He come from that mold. I was gonna say that's why we love Kobe. That's that mentality, that's mentality that he yeah. had and stuff. It's about. Kobe competition. Fuck with nobody. Kobe ain't fuck with nobody. And, AI, court, and, and this goes back to like how I respect learned. you, but I'm gonna fuck you up on yeah, them. Yeah, how, yeah. how they, how we learned more about him, and you know how him and AI was close after they retired. And mm-hmm. but them were some of the best games ever. Yeah. Him and him and him and AI going at each other. Yeah, mm-hmm. Game one, <laughs> like, I went nuts. <laughs> <yo>. <laughs> like, AI had what? What? Forty eight. I about to say fifty. Forty eight. Yeah, Carried that whole fucking squad on his back, game one, and they and the Lakers was running through everybody, yo. Oh, oh my god! And that's what that's what made Kobe. Kobe said that game was like what made him change yeah. change his def- way he played yep. defense because he couldn't. Go- Phil took him off yep. of him. Yeah, he said AI. He said, look, AI's yeah. cooking. Yeah, <laughs> Phil took him off hey, of him. Frying your bush right now. <laughs> 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 took him off of him. But this is, I mean, overall, I'm glad to have full type of guy like if this inspires this new generation to go ahead and kind of step their game up and also just people as a whole because i think it's inspired the nation if you get what i'm saying um to go ahead and kind of smell the roses a little bit more um really respect and love those that are close to you and stuff like that i think we can use it as a teachable moment mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying like the pettiness and all the other stuff like it's secondary if you really get what i'm saying um there's so many more important things. Remember the good times, just because more times than not, the the positive outweighs the negative. And but people like to hang on to the negative just because, again, it's that low hanging fruit. Misery loves company. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, let's use this to go ahead and kind of better ourselves, and like I said, use it as a teachable moment, um, if you will. 
um, Kobe, if he inspired millions and you see like this dude not only applied himself on the court, but applied himself after the fact to go ahead and do his second career, if you will. Like, again, this dude won a, a freaking Oscar awesome. award. You know, and that was his second career. When he did, when he won that Oscar, I'm like, look at this nigga still winning. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, Kobe competitive as a mother. But that's what I mean. Like he has hands in so many things, and the fact that like I'm in the entertainment business, but at the same time I'm still giving back to basketball, my first love, right? Where he's working with the youth, whether it's like his daughter's age, even up to like current NBA players. Like if they can go ahead and kind of learn like my mentality, like learn like little tips and um, little things I did on the court to go ahead and make me better. Then I'm gonna go ahead and like do whatever I can to go ahead and cultivate that. Why can't we go ahead and focus that, focus on that as a whole, you know, as a people and stuff like that? No matter what industry you're in, um, and I think that's what people need to use as that teachable moment. Um, I don't know. It, it's like I said, it, it touched me. He was never my favorite player playing, but I always respected him always because of what he accomplished. And I think people need to focus on the positive versus like the whole. You know, narrative that's out on social media, and that's why I think social media sometimes can be a, a downfall, if you will. Oh, the rape allegations, so, so on and so forth. Forget all that. What did he do after the fact? He used it as a teachable moment. You know what? I'm never going to put myself in that position again. He became a pure family man. That's what I mean. Like, I'm a family man. I'm going to give back the way I can. I'm not an extrovert where, like Shaq is, but I'm, a, um, I'm an introvert, but I'm going to go ahead and kind of be true to myself. Mm-hmm. And that's what I think you need to respect. Ver- I'm, I'm glad you brought that up about the, um, you know, about them bringing up his rape allegations because mm-hmm. I was, I wanted to say that too before we, um, you know, moved on to, to another topic. But it's like, this is this is why the internet is sick to me. You mm-hmm. feel what I'm saying? Because like it gives too many people a voice. Bullshit! Like I, we gotta find a way to stop trolling. Well, we gotta find a way to make get cut all the trolling shit mm-hmm. out. You know what I'm saying? Because yo, they show somewhere they were showing LeBron's comments. Have y'all seen this? Have y'all seen this? Mm-hmm. Yo, they were showing. It was on. I saw it on Twitter. They were showing LeBron's comments. They talking about you killed Kobe. You sacrificed Kobe. You did this. Da da da. I'm like, what? yo, this man is obviously grieving. He just lost somebody who. He looked up to. Mm-hmm. You feel what I'm saying? He looked up to that man. He looked at him as a fucking uh, idol and mm-hmm. all this shit. Uh, even as a uh, uh, as a competitor. Like, they was bumping hit. You know what I'm saying? Like, he was always, since LeBron got in the league, yeah. it was Kobe LeBron. You feel what I'm saying? Why are y'all, like, why? who has the mindset to do this shit? You feel me? And that shit makes me fucking sick. That people have the time to sit at their fucking computer because they're not anywhere else. They're somewhere safe. In that basement, whatever the fuck, talking shit. A man just lost his life. A, a, a woman lost her husband and her daughter. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Prayers up to Vanessa. I know she's going through it. You know what I mean? Vanessa Bryant. And this is what y'all do? You feel me? You bringing up, you saying that to LeBron. You bringing up old cases about. Uh, literally Bryant. old cases. Yeah. Old cases. What was that? Old what? I was like, oh, five. Oh, five. <laughs> old cases. Nobody was even thinking about that shit no more. Like, and y'all brought that shit up. Literally old cases. That shit's sick, yo. That's why we got stuff that we got to do. 2020, we got to stop trolling. Some but way we gotta the, stop the sad that part is though, it's not it's not even just the trolls. Like you know, as a journalist, I'm I'm in that world and I see 
Like, so it's your fault, what you're saying. Uh, yeah. It kind of no, is. No, like, no, 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 but for real though, like me, me and my mom's actually talked about this the other the other day, and she looked at me. She's like, "Son, I'm gonna be real with you. I don't like journalists. She's mm. like, I don't like reporters." And I'm like, "Ma, I don't like them either." <laughs> like, son, you can't stay here. <laughs> like, because we, you know, we, most of the six down the street. You're right, right, right. <laughs> but it's 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 a it, you know that that's the problem, man. It's is people see guys like, and I'm not blaming Stephen A. Or, or Skip, but they see them and they they don't understand, like, that's a show. That's to just to keep you entertained. But they don't say no wild shit. They don't say, thing. but they put on a show. So people get on these social media, these Facebook groups, they get on Twitter and want to argue, and they try to figure mm. out what's the best way I can go viral. Mm. You know, what's the best way I can, you know, Get on the get on the front page of TMZ or some some dumb shit. Like people really yeah. think about that. Like I've been in media rooms with other journalists, mind you. I'm usually the only one that look like me in there. So and you hear the dumbest like the dumbest shit. <laughs> You'd be like, how are you even doing this job? Can you think of a dumb question? Mm. Come on, give me one. Yeah, yo. come on, fire one at us. What's the what's, what's some dumb shit you heard in there? I I give you a prime example. So the 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 Orioles game with no fans. Yeah. So when I snuck into the so can you give a little backstory? On okay. So so back when the riots happened in Baltimore, I was one of 296 media members that covered the Orioles when they played the White Sox, and it was no fans. You doing the Freddie Gray? Situation. Yeah, doing the Freddie Gray situation. It was the first time in American sports history, uh, professional American sports history, a game featured no fans, and um. I snuck into the press conference to interview the manager at the time, Buck Showalter, and the first two questions were about the, were about baseball, and I'm and I and, and that's what made me ask my question. I'm like, how are we in here talking about baseball? Why the riots was going on? Why it's a, it, it, it's a com, em, uh, empty yeah. stadium, tanks outside the stadium. All this shit going on in Baltimore. They talking about batting everything. Yeah, y'all talking about <laughs> Fuck how was it playing? Like, what was the game like? Like. Fuck that! Like, uh, there's a tank outside. <laughs> like, the game was. Like, <laughs> my tank rolled over my car, nigga. Like, fuck the game! Like, <laughs> the National Guard is outside the stadiums right now. So, like, that just shows you how. Wow. Yeah, like, and, and and that just shows you how those guys sometimes are not in the moment. You know, my, we were just talking about one of the. You know how if we if we were in the room with. Russell and all those guys, they would answer us because we wouldn't ask no. Did you lose it? Did you guys lose the game or did they win? What do you what what Get kind of fuck? <laughs> like we like what is what do you mean by that? Like what yeah. are you even asking? Yeah. And you hear that all the time, man. Like so you it it just goes into like just the era and the culture that we in. People want to be famous so bad, they're willing to go to whatever depths of darkness <laughs> just to. Just to be in there. I believe going viral is a drug. Yo. It is a drug. This shit is a drug. It's fame. It's instant fame. It's microwavable fame. And it's sick, but yo, that's how you. And I, I told you off mic, right? About I, I want people to start podcasts and shit. It's two sides of that coin. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I love for this people. This is dangerous. To, yeah, I would love people <laughs> to start their own podcast, have their own platform, they control their narrative. narrative. The other side, a lot of niggas got to shut the fuck up. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I was like, and so it's two sides to the coin. Because there's a lot of people who don't need a voice. 
don't need to be heard, don't have anything to say. They just looking for shock. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I don't like that shit. Everything we say on this mic and this this ain't no podcast right here. We we stand we double down like we stand by it. Right. If we find we're wrong, we'll come back. I apologize. You know what I'm saying? If you know, but we we stand on our word. Even you. even that, even you know that that part of it where you know if you say something that people don't agree with, they want to kill you for it. Yeah. And that and now you got to double back and all that. I always tell people like, I'm letting y'all know now. Like, if y'all hear me say some wild shit, I'm probably not gonna apologize because <laughs> if I said it. More than likely, I meant it. So there's no yeah. need. It's no, like I I know I'm more co- I'm cognitive of a situation. Like I wouldn't come up here and say something crazy about Kobe. You know, I wouldn't say that right now. Even if I did feel a certain type of way about Kobe, I understand. I have that that cognitive mindset to know like this isn't the time for that. A lot of people don't have that, and a lot though, of people which don't. Is weird. And a lot of people don't have that. That's why yeah. people get caught up. Like it's like you just. Just be smart about it. You you just know, like, when this thing on, you're not just talking to your friend. Yep. You're talking to the world now. Yep. So, you know, you can still have your opinion. You can still feel how you feel about whatever it is, whatever the case may be, whatever the situation is. But it's all about how you present it. It's all about presentation, and a lot of people don't know how to pre- present that. Like, that, that woman that got fired for the Washington Post, as a journalist, her job was supposed to be to add context. For what she said about Kobe? For what she, you know, for for, for putting that article up. You got to add context to that. You can't just drop the article and say, oh, yeah, I know y'all love Kobe, but y'all forgot about this. Why are you putting this here? What are you trying to say? What is your what is your narrative you're trying to deliver to the public? We forgot for a reason. Like, like, we we know what happened. It happened already. We know what happened, and it happened. Over a decade. Like, we're we're, we're, we're celebrating his life right now. You know, we're mourning the death of him and his daughter and, and the other families that were involved. What is your purpose of trying to put up an article from years ago about a, a allegation, not even a charge. Like, it's not like he went to jail. It was an allegation. Right. Mm-hmm. So, you know, situ- that's a prime example of, like, understanding the situation and when to say what you really want to say and when not to say and how you present it. You know, I think a lot of people don't know how to do that. A lot of journalists, you know, professional journalists don't know how to do that. And, and, and that's, the, that's the sad part about it. So you're a journalist. You you you're in that journalism field. What yep. what what's a pet peeve of yours? As far as journalism, yeah. Well, as far, yeah, journalism. Or I guess, do you interact well with journalists like that? Is it like that type? Because I'm not a journalist. I just not really talk shit on the mic. I don't. We're broadcast journalists. Don't oh, yeah, so change yourself. Right. Yeah. 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 yeah, I, I don't broadcast <laughs> sports, pop entertainment. I, I, I do. We, we I make do, up our stuff, but <laughs> at the same time, I don't we make up everything. <laughs> <laughs> That's my pet peeve. When people make oh. up shit, oh shit, I hate, it. I, I, I hate that. that, that Screw that, yeah. right, right. <laughs> that is, releasing this shit. <laughs> <laughs> that's my that's my pet peeve when I see an article and I'm like, that's not true, you know? Because yeah. I can see that I've been able to since I've been in it. I, I've been able to I can point fake shit out in a like that. Like so, you got that. So, what makes you? What makes your journalism different than how, how do you make it your responsibility to make sure? All right, I gotta, cause like uh, for an example, like with the Kobe thing again, mm. with um TMZ and all these other news outlets, they kept fucking the story up. Yeah, you know what I'm saying they didn't yeah. show any initiative. 
or show the responsibility to do the their research before they came out with a full story. You know what I'm saying? Everyone was trying to get to the story. Who can first. put the story Who can first? Put it out first. So, in your work, is there? Are you more? Are you? Do you feel like you're more? Do you, you want to be more on the accurate side, or would you want Definitely. to be first? No, I, I I can care less about being first. You know, I, that to me that being first really doesn't mean. I mean, unless you Wadge or mm-hmm. Adam Schefter or one of those guys, like. And to me, I don't really want to. I don't. I don't want to be on my phone all day texting GMs and players trying to figure out texting the the cousin of the of the agent. And mm-hmm. Fuck all that. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, if if you want me to know, y'all heard it right here. Kendall don't give a shit about y'all. <laughs> like, Fuck. Yeah. Like, I, if you want me to know, if you want me to break your story, you'll come to me. That's how I look at it. You know, if you want me to break that story, you'll come to me. Um, I'm all about being accurate and real. Like that. That's that's my thing. I gotta be real with whatever I put out. You know, if I don't feel it, if it don't hit me, then I'm not gonna put it out. Yeah. Nice. So, you, would you have you exposed anybody on that shit before? Well, nah, not not, not yeah. public. Let's say, you know, you got no see. Like, hey, yo, you know that was kind of. You ever like seen a journalist was like, is that journalist beef? Yes. That's the thing. <laughs> yes, definitely. Okay. Ask him. Like, I always thought Paul Kerr's beef was weird. <laughs> was like, we started this together. Like, we started this in my room in 2012, and um, he'd tell you I used to get into it with people all the time. Damn, journalism beef. All the time. Like, like all the time. Would y'all send, like, emails? No, it would be on social media. It would be on social media. Like, it would be on social media. <laughs> Guys are just, and it would go back into, like, people want to be viral so bad. So they'll go. They're talking crazy. They'll, yeah, they'll talk crazy. It happens a lot. It happens more often than people think it happens. Yeah. So. Like I'm to the point now where I don't even acknowledge it no more. I don't. You, I really, I rarely get on there and, and, and go back and forth with people. Now you got to just ain't no podcast. Crew. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I appreciate. Oh shit! I don't know. Ooh, so. with it's like that R and B beef. <laughs> like it you is, think bro. that was beef? It's not real. real. Yeah. It's yeah. not because it, it's it's like you coming from somewhere like Baltimore. It's like yo, I know what real beef look like. Yeah, this shit ain't real. Like. Yeah, you arguing with me over a headline. Yeah, man. y'all argue, we arguing. Yeah. We, we're arguing over on a, a Twitter. <laughs> right. Like, what, what yeah, you we, added me and shit. Yeah. Yeah. Like, what are we doing? So, I mean, not it, it. It happens. I done got cussed out. I done got blocked by Jamel Hill. Mm. Uh, oh, not Jamel Hill. Oh, I don't like her. We talked about her a while back. I don't though. really like her. Yeah, we did. She, we did talk about. We I'm did talk about. She, 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 she does a great work. Don't get me wrong. No, absolutely. But, but I feel like she's one of them that kind of jumps out there sometimes. Yeah. With stories or narratives. Who else? Anyway. Bomani Jones. Man, him got into it. Mm. He came at me because we were. I forgot what we. Were, I think we were talking about Melo. And you know, I he said something about Melo, and I just you know replied back to it. He like told me I ain't graduate high school. I'm like. You don't know me, like, <laughs> like, 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 block me and everything. Damn, he told you ain't graduate high school. He told me I ain't graduate high. It's a real person. Sorry, so, so, right. Michael Smith. He was another one I got into with him. Michael Smith. Okay, yeah. so, okay. We, let's run down the list because we got. Now let's see what we got. We got beef with Jamel Hill now. What up? Yeah. You what up, yo? Fuck that. We got beef yeah. with Jamel Hill, Bomani Jones, and Michael Smith. So we, got- we see any of them niggas, we pulling up. Well, we called out Jamel uh, a while back. 
Yeah, we did. It was uh, about the whole uh, uh, comment made by Bette Midler. Oh yeah, she called Regarded, racist and shit or something like that or something. It was, she it, took it out of context. Yeah, because Jamel called out Bette Midler when Bette Midler tweeted out, "Beyonce has like a hundred some thousand, no, hundred million something fans." Trump got elected off of half of that. So she was like, just think if all those fans of Beyonce go ahead and vote against Trump, we can get him out of office and all this other stuff. Jamel was like, stop, you know, relying on the black vote and all this other stuff. You know, you know, we read it. like about black people. We're like, hold up. (laughs) Why are you assuming that all (laughs) black people, you know, are fans of Beyonce and stuff like that? You know, it's like. She clearly just said Beyonce's fans. She didn't say all the black. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like you you just assume that. Yeah. You're you're trying to call Bette Miller for no reason, basically, and stuff. Bette Miller just want to be old. You know what I'm saying? She's just chilling. She just wants to get Trump out of office. You know, I I forgot what we got into it about. But yeah, we got into it. I mean, but to your point, Jamel does great work. It's just that for that one thing, I'm like, Jamel, you, you got to calm down a little bit. <laughs> you trigger she, happy. Even when she, she, well, she, <laughs> even she got fired from ESPN, I try to explain to people like, yo, she can't do that. Like, That's your employer. You're like, you, it's not your shit. That's what I tell yeah. people all the time. It's not your shit. So you can't just go out there, just jump out there whenever you want. Like, no. Like, and they just gave you your own show and you going at the president. They're going to get you out of there quick. Quick, like we talked about now. offline, Disney owns right. ESPN and they have an image that they're trying to uphold or what have you. So and you know that going in, it's not it's not like it's not public knowledge. I kind of I fuck with sports though. You got sometimes you gotta stand up for. Them. I understand why they did it, but I, I don't, that that with that with that situation, I fuck with it. Sometimes I I, I was just my point was like your mind, you can't man. be mad at her employer for. Oh, no, no. for for getting, oh, for no, getting no, her no, out of there. I don't. No. I don't blame her. I respect what she did. I also see yeah, what you I, said. What you said. Like, like, you can't be mad at ESPN. You can't be mad at ESPN because they're like, mm-hmm. nah, we can't have that because they're not in a political game. Yeah. They're not in that game. You know? They're about putting smiles on people's faces, supposedly. So, yeah. if you know that's the stance going into before you even sign your contract, let alone when you're knee deep the way that she was. And show. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, it, it, it's fair, it's fair game. Show. It's fair dope. game, man. That show was dope when they on uh, the six. When they did that. And it, it was a his and her or whatever it was. It was. Her and Michael Smith. Yeah, uh, what, yeah. What was the name of the show? His and her or yeah. well, when they when they were host when mm-hmm. they did Sports Center, I fucked with that. When they did, they, it was called the Six or whatever. The fuck. Yeah, um, it, was, it was the Six. So when you're part of that, we basically had the monster. In other words, behind you and stuff like that. You had the machine, if you will. Um, you you know what you're in, you're into. You so people game. knocking like ESPN for like getting rid of her and all this other stuff for trying to so called silence her. No, they can't. You're play part that of a corporation. Game. Yeah, they can't play <laughs> a that publicly game traded company. <laughs> it is what it is. Yeah, I hear you. Um, we can rank it out of here. I'm tired. I'm, honestly, I'm tired of looking at y'all. <laughs> <laughs> but look, um, we talked about ESPN. Um, before we get out of here, Kendo, I know you said you got something going on. You got something in the works. You want to speak yeah, on it? Um, you want to plug talk your shit. about it? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, plug your shit. That's what we you know, about. Working on uh, possibly doing a documentary about the um, the riots, the Freddie Gray situation. And uh, might be a you know, key piece in that, central character in that. Uh, just my perspective for, uh, of the whole situation and how, you know, tapping into both sides. You know, I think I was one of the few people that was able to be involved in one world and, you know, the other world. So 
Uh, yeah, we're gonna we we pushing for that. No talent, no there's no definite, no you know, no dates or nothing it's like that. But it's in the it's, it's in definitely work. in the work. So that's 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 next on my on my list. Also, uh Kill Card documentary. Still working on that. Been working on that for about almost three years now. Um, that's gonna be dope. Very dope. That's gonna be dope. Yeah, very I'm dope. Yeah, we definitely doing that one. Filmed. It's already been filmed. We just trying to get it, you know, cleaned up and so we can put it out to the world. But those those are two things I'm working on right now. So trying to keep my head down, and stay working. Hey man, you got something to say? I was gonna say, I got a real important question. Waiting. <laughs> Who's everybody having Super Bowl? That is an important question. It is the last. All right, that's gonna be the last question before we get out of here. Uh, so what I guess, man? We got. Yeah, guess first. Yeah. You know, I believe defense win championships, but it's something about Patty Holmes and the Chiefs' offense that I'm like, ah, I don't know how you stop them. I've never seen a team score 41 unanswered points. Yeah, yeah, give a score. That's what we typically do. Uh. If the Chiefs win 38, 38 28. 38 28. Mm. Okay. If the Chiefs win. Mm. If the 49ers win, it's not getting to the third. Okay. Uncle Buck? No, we're going with you. Don't look at okay. me. I'm the host, dude. Yeah. Oh, you're last. Last. Okay. <laughs> yeah, think about it. I got, I got you. Protect yourself. Um, yeah, I want to see what y'all going to say before I say something. <laughs> I believe the defense will overcome the offense. I'm picking the Niners. The score is going to go ahead and be 24 13. Mm, 13 for that offense. 24 13? For that offense? That's tough. <laughs> That's Why do you think they're going to get you think they're going to get 13 points? That's tough. Uh, Pat Mahomes, Tariq Hill? <laughs> okay, I give it 24 20, 24 21. I'll keep it at that. Made that nigga change his whole school. <laughs> yeah, no, no. So I had, I, had, I had to think about it a little bit more. Like you're right. You like going? they just put a bit. He, 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 <laughs> he's, he's one of the best offensive minds, um, Andy Reid. But I just also think that people sleep. Kyle Shanahan is probably the best play caller and schemer there is in the NFL. Legit, based off of like his no name squad plus. Dang. Defense does win games, and I think their defense is way superior compared to the Chiefs. Yep. Um, and I well, think that's – defense suspect. Exactly. Man. And I think that's going to go ahead and, like, uh, be the overriding factor. Bosa, Armstead, that whole uh, – Buckner, that, that whole defense squad, they've been dominating. Not only through the season, but particularly in the, um, the offseason, they've stepped up big time. Sherman's looking like it's 2012, 2013 all over again. I say, I think the Chiefs going to get it. Because hmm. I take good offense over good defense any day. You know what I'm saying? I think they're going to get it. Um, what's the score going to be? I say 34-28. Oh, wow. High school. Okay. Yeah. If, it, if the Chiefs, if, for the Chiefs' sake, it has to be a high school win. If it's low scoring, the Chiefs not going to win. I guess I'm just going back to like last year's game. The Patriots figured out the cheat code. You're talking about the Patriots last year legit shut down the two high scoring squads of all time between the Rams and the Chiefs. Oh, back to back. Patriots always find a way to cheat. So. <laughs> <laughs> 
He probably had that whole copy of the playbook right here. <laughs> People call it cheat all they want. All they Belichick's want the greatest coach of all time. It's, it's not getting caught. They're about to do it out real quick. <laughs> like they're, they're, they're not the only team that does this. If we're being Ravens just got caught looking at plays earlier this year. Whoa, whoa, that's whoa. On, that's don't on, come in here and say no, no. They did, though. Chill out, yo. They did, though. Fake news. <laughs> don't, break that, don't break that on here. Come on, yo. I sad. thought you was cool, yo. What it the fuck? <laughs> Everybody do it. I thought they you was cool, yo. You don't come in here with that shit. Every team does it. Every <laughs> team does it. Do the Patriots may be. Yeah, exactly. People see all these Patriots because they, they win a championship all the time, but at the same. They always getting caught. Same thing. Hall of Fame quarterbacks came out and supported Brady, like, oh, yeah, we done played the balls too. Like, sending Jurgensen from the Redskins. Uh, Peyton Manning. They were like, yeah, we done played the balls. Like, what's the big deal? The Ravens would never. Same thing with the Ash. Flacco needed to. Everybody still signs. <laughs> Flacco definitely needed to. They just ain't get caught. Astros right. got caught. Stealing signs. Them niggas crazy. <laughs> <laughs> they just got, right. got caught. <laughs> no, nah, you can't get no job. <laughs> say, See how they do this? Let's do that. <laughs> Fuck that. You know what I mean? All right. Time to get up out of here. Uh, I appreciate y'all, man. This, hey, this look, is fun. No, this no. Thanks fun. for coming through. Yo. You, anytime you in town, you know what I mean. Hit us up. Come on the come on the fucking podcast again. Hopefully we'll be in the the dojo again. We don't got to be in this uh, insane asylum. Yeah. We, call it, we call it a studio. Which, yeah, try and get together. Yeah, um, just plug, move that Dundal. Talk, talk to the people. Plug your shit. Whatever you want to like. They got some social medias you want to plug. A website, whatever. Uh, you can follow Fan I Sports. F A N I Sports. Um. You can follow my personal page on Instagram, K-N-D-L-L-H. I'm on Facebook. Um, I haven't really been active on social media lately because it's a lot of goofy stuff on there right now. So, But you can go on there and look at all our old stuff. We got some dope old stuff on there. Go look at the old Brunson highlights, man. That's what you can do. Definitely do that. All right, Uncle Buck. Time to leave. You ready to go? Oh, yeah. Let's do it, man. Um, I need a song to end out on. What song should I play? The guest pick. What song oh, yeah, should yeah, we play? Yeah. We need an outro. Bro. Outro song? Come on, man. Hit us up with something. Um, That'd be good, too. You ain't coming back. <laughs> take that shit back. <laughs> um, do some Griselda. Something from Griselda. Oh, I know I like this. <laughs> yeah, yeah definitely like Griselda. That's, that's the vibe I'm in right now. I'm going to play something off the album. Dr. Berg. Like, Dr. Berg. Dr. Oh, Berg. Yo. <laughs> yeah. Matter of fact, you can host this motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> this is your podcast now. I am the host now. Let me see. Find out where we at. Oh, here we go right here. This shit right in my recently paid. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're about to get up out of here. Shout out to our guests. See what I'm saying? Shout out to Kendall. You know what I mean? Uh, support that man. You feel me? Support the Brunson League. Get the Brunson League. Some pub, yo. Get us something. Get out there if you fuck with the Brunson League. Promote it. Tell people about it. All that. You feel what I'm saying? Uh, when Kendall's projects, hopefully they go through. You know what I'm saying? They and, will. They and we're will. gonna send those prayers up for you. So Thank everything you. goes well. You know what I'm saying? And you work on a documentary. We are gonna plug it. You know what I'm saying? Watch it and all that and support. So when all that happens, y'all make sure y'all support everything. You feel me? Uh, you know we about to play this Griselda. Let's get it. My eardrums are good. Yes, 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 yes. Let's do our outro. Who I got to my right? So make you salat. Been taking three.
B B B Big Buck Brand, Big Buck Industries in the building. You feel me? This your host, Fish Montana, aka El Pesco. Follow us on Twitter. Follow us. Oh, excuse me. Hit us up on Gmail and also follow us on IG. This ain't no podcast with the ad in front of that. We are out. Chill bezel, all my phones ready, make me feel special. Banana pill AK, I'm looking real extra. With the top keys, I'm on the green Teslas. So first you right brick on my brick on my brick. Right brick on my brick. So first you right brick on my brick. Ayo, a Mary's filled with cash, I'm in the fashion district. Shoot your mama house is full of half picking. All my niggas stealing, all my niggas killing. The niggas try to test me, now the niggas missing Milk court is still awesome Water whip coke, I still force it Rose up the faucet Tell Virgil right brick on my bread Lil Brody let off his 30, he ain't even flinch Caught the body, dip to the A, nobody seen him since 560 bins and I ain't need the tents My weed is sent, cost more than your mama need for rent That's just for one sip, the drum rip, leave you rinse Hide the body for a week and it's gonna leave a stench Rappers coming to my city, they gon' need consent Cause we already know you pussy, nigga, we convinced I told Virgil right brick on my brick The nicest with this shit, ain't right this, I just Spit. White bitch on my dick, this ice drip on my fist, no shoe deal, but look at all this Nike shit that I get. Yeah. <laughs> on those street, this white shit that I pitch. Two in the morning on the corner, night shift with my blick. No soda in this off-white shit that I whip. I'm rich, put all this off-white shit on my bitch. Yeah. So if it's smoke, we ain't even asking. We just pulling up and somebody gon' see a casket. All the Nash and Benny like James Worthy, Kareem and Magic. Every time Griselda dropped, the shit yeah. gon' be a classic. I gave cocaine to users and okays to shooters. I'm cocky, finished Versace with the stone-faced Medusa. Sopranos, Amagianos, we got gold-plated Rugas. This pistol, a backflip you and blow your whole frame to shooters. Got our lives on the